The wall, the, the gold medal. So they're right there. Not that one, the other one. There you go. Uh, the next picture that you saw, actually, um, this, uh, there's six awards that are very prestigious at camp. There's only six given out of 400 people. Um, and she took one. And this, this, this award was for the most improved camper. So uh, that was incredible that we have, you know, one of our goals actually get, get that award. Uh, also, the other great thing that happened is that we won't clean a scaven almost every single day of the week. So I want to let you know that your kids are very clean. All of your kids. And I can't imagine your house. I mean, they're, I'm sure they're spotless. Their, their rooms might be awesome. I hope so. They did, they did an incredible job at camp. But, but I wanted to share with you a little bit about what we learned at camp. This whole theme was, uh, was dream. And we, we learned different things. We learned that people, you know, people have different dreams. And, and you probably have many dreams, you know, in your lifetime. But we're going to talk about dreams of your life. Things that you want to do. And we all have Disneyland dreams. Right? There you go. And these are dreams that, you know, everything wants to be, everything's going to be fine. You know, you're going to marry the perfect person. Your life, you're not going to have any troubles at all. We all have some of those. I mean, maybe you woke up today, you know, so I hope everything's going to be great today. Also, we have some Superman dreams. And these are dreams that, you know, you want to do something good for somebody else. You know, you, you want to do something through your job or through, you know, whatever you do. You want to maybe go, go somewhere and help people. And these are great dreams. But they're lacking something. And the last thing we saw and we learned, and the kids were challenged to do this, to have spiritual dreams. And this is what I want to talk to you this morning. Because through the whole week we talked to the kids and we challenged them and encouraged them to have spiritual dreams. And, you know, part of my cabin, I, I talked to my kids in the cabin. And I asked them, well, you know, what are your spiritual dreams? And the majority of them said, we want to become disciples. And it's, it's incredible. You know, this, is, this is my ninth year going to camp. I thought it was ten, but it's actually nine. And every year I kind of said, you know what, I think that was enough. <laughs> but every year I go back and the second day I remember why I'm going. Because I see God working in, in this kid's life. And so we are signing for many more years to come. If you want to just discover God's love and God's mercy for you, go to camp as a counselor. You will have an amazing experience. So our kids were challenged to dream spiritual dreams. And they took it and they were fired up. They said, let's do it. Yeah, we, we want to have spiritual dreams. And as we were going through the lessons, there was something in my heart. To different lessons, I said, that's incredible. But what's going to happen when we go back home? What's going to happen when they see the examples at church? Do we have people that are dreaming spiritual dreams? And honestly, in my heart, the answer was no. In my heart, the answer was not many. We have stopped dreaming spiritual dreams. 
I remember the first time I met my wife, as I said, and the first time I went on a date with her. And this is something, you know, if you've been in, around the church for a while, there was a question that you kind of have to ask on every date. And, and that was, what are your spiritual dreams? What are your dreams? So I asked my wife that. What are your spiritual dreams? And uh, number one, she said, tell me, I have three. Okay, give them to me. <laughs> See what's up. She said, number one, so she said, she said, I want to get married. <laughs> you know, her spiritual dreams. Well, I said, okay, well, we can fix that. <laughs> Number two, she said, I want to work for the ministry. And I said, well, I work for the ministry, so if you marry me... <laughs> now, I didn't say that. <laughs> and the last thing she said is, like, I want to write a book. And I said, two out of three, we're good. <laughs> but I believe, you know, she can you know, totally, totally accomplish that. You know, uh, God wants us to have spiritual dreams. Yeah. Genesis 15, verse 5. I want you to see what God is doing here. He, he's talking to Abram. The scripture there. So God took him outside and said, Look at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can't count them. And then he said to him, So shall your offsprings be. God brought him outside. He said, I want to show you. I want you to dream. I want you to imagine what your life will be. I want you to think about it. Can you count the stars? And he's like, I know you can't count them because I'm the only one that can count them. But I want you to imagine how amazing that will be. And I can think being there, being Abraham and thinking, wow, that's incredible. Really? I can't, I can't really, I don't really believe you. That many? I don't know, really? That's incredible. Let's do something about it. You know, God has put something in each one of us to do something great. And I know that there's, some type, there's, there's something deep inside of us that wants to do something great. And that you probably hide it and sometimes you're afraid of it. But you know that there's something in there. And I, and I know why. Because God created us, created us on His image. He created us like Him. And He put this in us. Do you know that you actually are more capable of dreaming than to actually acting on your own? Our brains are actually are a hundred times better at dreaming than actually moving around and doing things. A hundred times, a hundred thousand times. God created us to dream. And this morning, I want us to dream. I want us, the, the title of the message is, Let's Dare to Dream Again. Let's Dare to Dream Again. We're going to learn from, from Moses. 
I'm going to give you a little quick... I have 10 minutes. So... <laughs> You've heard the story of Moses, right? You know what happened? Was born, got into a river, got the, they picked him up. It was an Egyptian, became a king, killed somebody, got out of the desert, went out of the desert, you know, running away from his life, and went to this town, and he made a deal with the, with the man to, you know, marry one of the guy's wife, uh, daughters. And he said, okay, if you take care of my flock, I'll give you my daughter. Alright, awesome. 40 years later, 40 years later, God shows up. God shows up in Moses' life. And He shows up with an amazing dream. He shows up saying, Hey, I have a big dream for you. I have something incredible for you. Let's read it together. So now go, I'm sending you to the Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign that you, to you that it, that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God in this mountain. But Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past, and neither right now that you're talking to me. I am slow in speech and in tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes their deaf and mute? Who gives them sight and makes them blind? If it's not I, the Lord, now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. So God shows up with this amazing dream for Moses' life. And He says, I want you to dream big. I know you've been away for a long time. It's been 40 years. But I have something incredible for you. More than being, you know, just taking care of the flock. I have something better for you. I want you to go out and take the Israelites out of Egypt. And that's a big task. So let's see what Moses said. Exodus 4, verse 13. But Moses said, um, Pardon your servant, Lord. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think somebody should definitely do it. I mean, those people have been suffering for a long time. I mean, they need help. I really like the, you know, you turn on the bush thing. It was awesome. I got into it really cool. But you know what? I've been here for 40 years. And things are good. I've been you know, taking care of the flock and have a couple kids. They're going to school. You know, I don't want to take them out of school because you know how it is. <laughs> Can you please send somebody else? I get you. I mean, it's important. It's awesome. I mean, we need it. We definitely need it. But can you please send somebody else? You know, isn't that how we respond? Sometimes, when they ask for our help. We say, hey, somebody needs to lead that Bible talk. There's a lot of sinners in that Bible talk. I mean, somebody needs to do it, man. Not me, but somebody needs to do it. 
I mean, somebody should take that sister on a date. She hasn't been on a date for a long time. Somebody should. Somebody else should take should take care of that. You know, somebody should take care of the worship. Yeah, I mean, I've done it before, so I don't want to get into that. You know, I can relate with Moses. You know, maybe we don't say send somebody else. Maybe we don't say it with our words, but in our heart it's like, I don't really want to do that. You know what, I, I did that before, I kind of got burned out. But these people, man, I, they don't really, I mean, I can't lead them. I don't want to do that anymore. I remember when they uh, asked me to be in the ministry. And my, actually, probably none of you know this, this stuff. Uh, but John actually talked to me, even before anybody else said anything. And he said, hey, what about you? Why do you lead the campus ministry? And I said, you know what, somebody needs to do it. <laughs> I think, you know, you know, definitely we need it. But not me. And I said, no. He probably didn't talk to anybody else about it. But six months later, Raphael talked to me. And I kind of knew that he was going to talk to me because somebody spilled the beans. <laughs> somebody asked me, hey, so they asked you already, are you going to do it? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, the campus ministry. Are you Alex? Yeah. Oh, and he's like, oh, maybe it was another Alex. <laughs> and in my heart, I said, you know what? I don't want to do that. I didn't grow up here. I mean, I... You know, I didn't go to school here. I know the culture. USC, I mean, I have no idea. I don't know what they do that. <laughs> so in my heart, I said, nope. Nope. I don't want to be mediocre. I mean, you know, somebody has to do it. But not me. Right. You know, church, I love this place. It's an amazing place, isn't it? I mean, we had an amazing worship. It's, it's incredible. We have amazing kids, camps. I mean, you name it. It's an amazing place. But when it comes down to do something, when it comes down to be, to give something, then we, we start naming other people. Then we start, what, what about you? What do you do it? You know, God has a dream for us. God has a dream for you. God has a special dream for you. I can tell you that right now, I am living my dream. I did not want to do this. But it's an amazing place to go. You know, we, we, you know last night we went to pray walk with my wife. As it was raining, actually, it was pretty cool. It was raining, we were walking and praying. Uh, and we were just being grateful to have the opportunity to be here and be involved in the lives of the kids. I am living my dream, but you know what? God forced me to do it. I was afraid to do it. I thought I was not the guy. But God said, I will be with you. I will be with you. But let me tell you a couple of people that are actually doing it. Uh, if you put it on the screen, will you? I don't know if you know Karina Annie. She's an amazing woman. And right now, this moment, she is literally on the other side of the world. She is in Budapest. 
She's there serving for two weeks. And I don't know if you know her life, but her mom passed away a year ago. And she had every right and every excuse to say, you know what, why don't you send somebody else? Why don't you, you know, I'm kind of grieving still, and I'm going to take this time for me, and I don't think I should be serving. But she said, you know what, I don't, I don't care, I'm going to serve. We have another girl. Christina, call. Now Christina, you know, many of you know, she grew up with, you know, different challenges at home. Very difficult challenges. And again, every reason to say, I'm not the person, why would you take me right now? I just, I, I, I'm not good for this. Why don't you send somebody else? Right now she's in Bolivia. As we speak, serving the kids. Last year she was in South Africa serving the kids. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about this, this past week, the next picture. Incredible people. Um, they wanted to go to camp and they had the dream, they had a spiritual dream. They said, we want to go to camp and we want to serve. You know, they graduated, you know, they finished their camp and they said, we want to come back and we want to do something. We have spiritual dreams. And I was talking to Daniel, and, and Daniel, and his, two years ago, he actually gave a lesson for the kids. He spoke you know, in front of you know, 200 kids, and, and a goal, somebody helped them prepare for that. And this year, he was actually there serving, and he told me that it was his dream to be there and help somebody else. And this year, he got to do that. And he told me that he took him to the same place that the other guy took him, and, and was there with him, and he felt so proud of him. Same with Jessica, same with Kyle. And I talked to Daniel this week and I said, Hey, so, so you finished that. That's, that spiritual dream is done. Now what? What's next? And he said, You know what? I want to study the Bible with somebody and I want to help them become a disciple. And he's already doing it. He's already involved in somebody's studies and he's studying the Bible with somebody and I know he's going to do it. So what is your excuse? What is your excuse? What have you been involved? What have you, what have you stopped being involved? What have you stopped dreaming? And I know you're going to say, well, it's past experiences and it's hard and, and we've done it before, it's so somebody else's turn. You're still here breathing. You're still here, part of this church. We need you to keep dreaming. Moving forward. In this part of the story, you know, Moses goes, Egypt takes everyone out, goes for 40 years in the land, and God provides to them, and He, he gives them all kinds of things, and a lot of great things happen. Read this story, pretty cool. But at the end, Moses died, not being able to enter Canaan. He had this big spiritual dream, he invested a lot of time, but he didn't make it. He actually couldn't, you know, put a foot on Canaan. God said, no, you, you know, you, there were some things you did, so you're not going to make it. But actually God took him to a mountain and he showed him the land. He said, that's going to be for your descendants. This is the promise that I made, I'm going to give it to them. 
And you can think about that the dream would have died that day. But God had a bigger dream. God had a dream that, would, that doesn't die. So He picked somebody else. Let's read it together. This is the last thing. Joshua, chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses ate, Moses my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them. To the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your food, as I promised to Moses. Next. Your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon, and from the great river to the Euphrates. In all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead this people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. So the, the dream didn't end there. The dream was passed to the next generation. We can see the next generation here. We know who they are. They were singing up here. They were jumping. They were. We, we know who they are. They're the next Joshua's. But we need Moses to show them the way. We need Moses so they can actually look at people and see the example of people that they can be. You know, Jose Fon discipled me for five years. And, uh, you know, I spent, had a relationship with him, and he, you know, I spent with, time with him every week. And every week, you know, he will encourage me, and he will challenge me. But also, on Sundays, I will see him preaching. I will see him loving people. I will see him, you know, doing things that, you know, I was like, I want to imitate that guy. I want to be like him. I, I, I want to do that. And I can tell you that because of his example, I am here today. He was... He was my Moses. He showed me the way. In church, we need to dream again. The next generation needs it. I want to ask you a question. If you're a parent, do your kids know your spiritual dreams? Do they know? Have you told, have you told them about it? Have you showed them the way? Do they know? Campus, people know around you? Do they know your spiritual dreams? I want to dare you to dream again. Let's dream that people can change their lives in here. Maybe you're visiting, you're saying, I need to change my life. I want to ask you to dream. Let's dare to dream again that our families will be converted and saved and that your children will honor God. Let's dare to dream about souls that will hear the gospel and be converted and that we will grow a church. Let's dream of going on a mission and starting a new church. Let's dare to dream of a pure dating relationship. Let's dare to dream of rising in leadership and helping in the church. Let's dare to dream to love each other like we've never loved before. Let's dare to dream spiritual dreams. And I know a message will not change everything. But I want you to start this conversation at home. I want you to start this conversation with your people. We need you to dream spiritual dreams. 
The next generation needs it. We need Moses. Let's dare to dream again. Thank you.